The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe and Chewy. Adam, today's National Sticky Bun Day. Wow. Sticky Bun. Yeah. Wow. Are you unfamiliar with the Sticky Bun? Well, no, I'm familiar with the sticky bun. I, I just don't have too many sticky buns. What um, makes it a sticky bun? It's a wonderful thing. See, the key to eating a black and white cookie, Elaine, is you want to get some black and some white in each bite. Nothing mixes better than vanilla and chocolate. If we're talking about sticky buns and donuts, then I, you no, know, I'm, I'm going like traditional cinnamon roll. Nothing's better than the Krispy Kreme donut. When that ca- that Ooh. thing is like addictive. Ooh. For oh. sure. Why they went If you get a warm one, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's on, baby. If people would only look to the cookie, all our problems would be solved. I thought Sticky Bun was after a bad wipe. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Sticky Bun. I'm now not going to want to eat any. <laughs> look to the cookie, Elaine. Look to the cookie. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamora. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride She's trying to hide it I'm cool as ever She's too excited Her man look like He wanna fight He ain't doing nothing But running his mouth Talk about it We all about it They make the plans We sit and count Our chairs stack Just like a mountain you I didn't wake up nervous But I'm nervous now Do you guys believe In the law of threes? Oh, you know, Chewie's a big, he's a big believer the in the biggest. rule of three. Big believer? Yeah. In like, fact, he like in, he thinks it's like every law. President of the fan club. Law of threes. Mark Chamara. Yes. Uh, Chew, I woke up this morning. Normal morning. Four-year-old next to me. Totally, totally yep. standard. Right, yeah, <laughs> is, okay, so. where we are. Sounds like the, a Thursday. This is the phase that we are in. A day that ends in Y. I got a four-year-old. Saddled up next to me in the bed. Um, didn't think anything of it. Went and washed my face, brushed my teeth, all of the things. Went downstairs, made some breakfast. As soon as I left my house, though, my phone went into SOS mode. That's happened to me down here in our studio. Like we're in a, you know, we're we're pretty buried here in the uh, in the Third Street Market Hall. You know, kind of a, a corner where cell service isn't. Super high, but you got the Wi-Fi, so it's fine. Not a big deal. Oh, you don't have Wi-Fi on the drive-in, right? That was where yeah. you guys were trying to call me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Jen was unavailable. Well, I guess we have to come clean, Gabe. Because the second time it went to Wi-Fi, we're like, okay, let's make a list of things that could possibly oh, happen. Yeah, Number we were, one was like pulled over. Yeah. Wait, you power ranked the yes. reasons why Jen didn't answer the call? Yes. Correct. We still- yes. <laughs> well, what did you come up with? Besides think, accident. <laughs> well, so accident. Well, I mean, accident was, I mean, pulled over was number one. Okay, Let's be pulled honest. Over pulled over one. was one. Accident was two. Phone um, dead. Phone dead was three. So like phone died. I don't know if you have an alarm clock, if you use your phone as the alarm clock, but the phone died, still dead. You overslept because you had Is a it, four-year-old sleeping next to you. So, if, you know, if you get, things like that. If you get multiple calls at once, say you're on the phone and you get two calls incoming, doesn't one go right to voicemail or does it ring? Um, it, no, you, it, it rings. rings. Yeah, oh, it does. you get okay. the opportunity to click over. Okay. Um, so that was a nerve-wracking drive-in, right? Only because it was like, well, maybe it's 
Ozaki County, right? Maybe it's I got if I crit into Milwaukee County, the cell service will kick on you. Maybe there's an outage here. But as I get closer and closer to the city, and I'm glancing over at the other drivers who are actively on their phones driving in. <laughs> no judgment. The people, the people who are texting and driving. Uh, I'm realizing that maybe it's just my phone. And then I got very nervous because I knew you all would be calling me soon for the conference call and that you would, again, start coming up with reasons why I wasn't answering. How far down on the list was dead? Just out of curiosity. Mm, we weren't there yet. No, there we, yet? Had, we hadn't yeah. gotten there. No. Um, so a quick Google search. Cell phone outage hits AT&T customers nationwide. Verizon and T-Mobile users also affected. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I heard Wait, that Wait, so there is an outage? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a cellular outage. Okay, oh. so is this or is this not the first scene of a film? Outages started popping up just before 3.30 a.m. Eastern time. I'm telling you, there's a thing. That's what like movies nowadays are based on. Like The first few scenes are the cell service goes out. There was that movie that came out with Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali. I'm not going to be able to think of the name of it because, well, much like my phone... My service is also out. <laughs> Have you ever hit the SOS button without knowing it? Absolutely. And then you get a call. But did you get a call from the coppers? Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you when it has happened? I know exactly when it has happened. I was sitting at one of Chaser's soccer games. You know, he's a little guy. And I put my phone in the cup holder of the sports chair. Okay. Right? And those cup holders are the perfect size to give a little squeeze on both sides of the phone. And if you line up the buttons on the left side and on the right side, and you give that a little squeeze and hold it down for more than, I think it's five seconds, it will make an emergency call. And so we had no idea until the police showed up. (laughs) We were like, what's happening, officer? Well, somebody called 911. No, no one here called 911. He pointed to my phone. He goes, oh, he goes, yeah, happens all the time. Yeah, the cops got to hate that. Because shouldn't there be, if you hit it, then there shouldn't be a screen that's like, are you sure... This is an emergency instead of going right to the emergency. I believe there is a stop gap, but if you keep holding it, the phone defaults to it because the use is if somebody is incapacitated in a way that it will eventually just call. Or they're being um, chased or you're in a compromising position. You don't need to actively look at your phone and be like, 911. You can just hold those buttons down in your hand, perhaps behind your back, and that will uh, alert the authorities. Go ahead. Shout out to uh, Josh on the private talk and text line. Leave the world behind was the movie you were thinking of. And in the movie, Leave the World Behind, one of the first things that happens is the cellular network goes out. So that brings me to my next question. Do I need a burner? I don't know, Chewy. How do burners work? <laughs> you good with burners? Uh, well, burners typically work when there's two girls involved, and you don't want oh, you got the other two girls to know that there is another girl involved. That's typically, I believe, how it works. <laughs> uh, I assume that this is a professional athlete um, dilemma, if you will. I have a athlete that I was... Um, I wouldn't say friends with, but friendly with back in the day who I have seven different phone numbers in my phone for him. Every time he'd be, hey, got a new phone, new number. Hey, got a new phone, new number. Hey, and I was, you know, this was a professional. Yeah. He was a source of mine on some things when I was covering a certain team. And I was like, dude, what is happening over there that I have seven numbers in my phone for you right now? I've literally had the same number since high school. So yeah, me too. Yeah, which right, is why just, every once in a while I get a crank call from some 
bozo from the past, you know, and I'm like, oh, geez, Louise. Uh, nobody else is worried about that type of stuff. Nobody else is worried about the cellular network going out and then that leading to like mass hysteria and the domino effects. No, I'm the only one who saw that movie. Uh, yeah, I, I hadn't even heard of, but I mean, again, Josh on the private talking text line did say it was a terrifying movie. So he's at least with you, Thank you. in being scared of Why? This. Was it nuclear war involved or no? Uh, not nuclear, but um, but what's the data? Like the whole idea was that somebody had shut off our country's cellular networks. Is, isn't this just reinventing uh, what 2000? What happened? What was that called? Y2K. 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 That's just <laughs> essentially the same thing, you right? You know, because two. K uh-huh. is. I was, well, sir, I was like 1999. <laughs> Prince. But it sounds like you guys ever see the movie Sneakers with Robert Redford? No. You never seen that? No. It's you said the, Robert Redford. It must be old. Yeah, it's, it's probably 20, not new. 25 years old. But it's um, it's there's this electrical box that uh, this country created where it controls. Um, the air controls everything. You can shut down banking systems. It's kind of an end of the world type of movie. Uh, let me just rattle off the cast very quickly of the sneakers film that Chewie is referencing. He mentioned Robert Redford, right? Yeah. Sidney Poitier, also mm-hmm. in the film. Pretty powerful. River Phoenix, also in the film. All right. Dan Aykroyd, who, by the way, we talked about showed up in that documentary about the We Are the World. <laughs> Like, it's all of these very famous singers, and then Dan Aykroyd's just up there, like, swaying back and forth. I digress. Ben Kingsley. Yeah? Not into him. He was the bad sir, guy. I don't know who that is. Sir Ben Kingsley. He's the only one that has a sir in front of his name. He can't get a ding. Get over um, yourself, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, David Strathern. I think is how you pronounce him, who you would recognize if you saw his face. Anyway, so I'm a little bit nervous about that. Like, this is the thing that where people start then collecting water and guns and other things to survive some sort of uh, food pending. <laughs> well, I mean, we already started doing that during the you know during the pandemic, yeah. didn't we? So I think TP. people are yeah. The toilet paper thing will never not be funny. <laughs> the fact that people were like, "Need more toilet paper? Why? What is happening? Does the does the COVID bring diarrhea? <laughs> Don't sticky know. Buns. But you got to be you got to be, be safe doing it with those sticky buns. Did your article that you were able to find on the World Wide Web, which I cannot access from my phone. Thank goodness for the Wi-Fi here. Did it say when it's expected to be over? Is uh, anyone no. else out there dealing with this? I suppose you can't call me if you can, if you are. <laughs> it doesn't say anything. Uh, doesn't say anything about when it's. Uh, yeah, it went out at three thirty this morning. Story is uh, three thirty Eastern, so yeah, two thirty our time. Oh, Story is, is developing and will be updated. You know so what's that's great best, though? Best I can do for you. The old kiddo who's got his phone at school. That thing's just going to be a paperweight today. Just, just <laughs> a brick. At school, you think? You no. think they let them on the Wi-Fi? Would they you? have to? Do they have to use it for their computers? Course, yeah, ah, that's a very good point. Yeah, they got a they got a password. Stealing my joy. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps you could my take child. his phone. <laughs> I know, but then I can't monitor him on the Find My. <laughs> and that's the other thing, guys. We use the phones for so many things. I was thinking this morning about like all of the things that I can't use my phone for. Like like today, I have a ten o'clock conference call with my boss at ESPN. And I was thinking I would do it, you know, from a little cafe, just the other side of the border. Those are song lyrics. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that now. I have to go home, hop on the Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you if you're... use the Wi-Fi at the cafe. 
Well, who's your Actually, carrier? I'm glad we keep you around. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why that thought didn't cross your mind. So who's, who is your carrier? Seems not Verizon? I have AT&T. Does uh, anyone else here have AT&T? No. 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 Well, yours is yours working? Yeah, my Verizon. Yeah, I'm working. Is yours working? I got uh, one bar. Yeah. One bar? I got one bar, which is actually is more than I usually uh-huh. have down yeah. here. Yeah, I end up in SOS down here just because it's, as Gabe said. A uh, little dungeon-esque. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm getting nervous. I'm getting more nervous as the moments go by. This is going to be one of those cold turkey things. <laughs> well, but shouldn't it make you feel better that our phones are working and Chew's phone is working down in, in Florida? Yeah. Like, so it's not this It's not this nationwide, you know, panic thing. It's just like an AT&T issue. How, how long do we have to lose cell phone service before people start? Like, if we all lost it, mm-hmm. how long before things start going a little crazy? Oh, um... Four hours. So it's... it's oh, you're not even wow. giving it a day nationwide? No, nah, I think people would try to keep it together, right? Because you'd like... Be yeah, like, they try to keep it together five. for three, and then by the fourth hour, <laughs> all hell <laughs> breaks loose. Yeah. You've seen, you've seen the Y2K This Is Sports Center commercial? You, Something really, very similar. I want you guys... Yes. <laughs> what is it? Follow me to freedom! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want you to see that movie, though, Leave the World Behind. Because, again, you start out super calm, and it's a little bit like of a nuisance... But you can handle it. But the longer it goes, and then you can't reach people, and so somebody disappears, and for however long, and that starts to create the panic, and it just starts to to down spiral. So I think uh, four hours sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I've, we, I've talked myself into it. We have no tolerance for not having phones work. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chewy's like, I could go without a phone for four months. I would love oh, to get Chewy out of the gym. Chewy could I, go without a phone for the rest of his life. I'd get out of the gym a lot quicker. What do you mean? You know, the millennials sitting on yeah. equipment, texting for 20 minutes while I'm trying to get on the equipment. It's a great That'd point. I had a lady sitting on a machine yesterday, and it was very clearly part of my circuit. And I was just like, do, 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 <laughs> yeah. do, 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 Right? Like, you try to hover, but not be yeah. like, so I, uh, I didn't say anything. Old Jen would have said something, but New Year knew me. I mean, you've been going pretty strong here. I know. I mean, nobody still believes it, but... <laughs> I mean, there's no way they're changing the music on their on their phone. No, they're scrolling for Wait, seven yeah. minutes. Is that what, what they're tr- is that what they're trying to convince you they're doing? Oh, well, I, I give a them, new song. Yeah, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but <laughs> seven minutes later, I'm like, wow. Most people just have playlists, so it's playing yeah. in the background, and if they're changing it, all they have to hit is the little arrows. Uh, lots of reaction rolling in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. Ryan saying, I have AT&T. I'm driving through Milwaukee right now, and I have service. Must be a gen thing. This is not going to make me feel better. Jen, there's also, a thing on there if you're driving through mode. Milwaukee, you don't have to text. Q in Greenfield saying, my phone is working just fine. I have T-Mobile. Kim saying, my phone will occasionally go into SOS mode. When I turn it off and turn it back on again, it works just fine. I love that everybody is giving me these suggestions as (laughs) though I haven't done them all already multiple times. Uh, Let's see. I recall a certain country launched a satellite last week. That may have affected your... There's also a satellite that fell into the ocean, too, so you might be SOL. Did you read that one before saying it out loud? I did. I didn't, I didn't think there was anything inflammatory. It doesn't take many layers to feel bad. Uh, Terry weighing in saying, I have AT&T. I haven't had any issues all morning long. Sounds like a you problem. It is not user error. At least I don't think so.
I gave the phone to Joshi, our veteran Verizon wireless service provider. And you also said that it was a network thing, right? It seemed like it. There's one step we have. That's the network reset. But that means every Wi-Fi that you currently have saved in there, you'll have to re-input. Which isn't that bad. It'd be here and home. And that's pretty much it, right? I guess. I, I guess I don't know all the places you typically use it. But like... Yeah. Uh, Nick Wing and saying, I give everyone two hours before they go crazy without their phones. This sounds like a pollable topic. How long, bef- if the networks were down, yeah. if all the cellular networks were down, how long could you manage, what, to not go crazy? Yeah. How long could you manage? So this is why if we ever hit apocalyptic, apocalyptic times, Chewie's lasting the longest. Yeah, without I, a doubt. Without I, a doubt. Because I could go days. he's not reliant on the phone? A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I think it probably goes, Chewy gave me Jen. <sighs> that sounds like such an indictment. It I is feel not. like you guys are making a judgment on me. A f- a Sometimes the truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it very convenient, Chew, that I'm the one pushing all of the show information towards yeah. you. And you're like, oh, all you right. are so dependent on that phone, Jen. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We've got Jason Wildey coming up next. Maybe his phone will be working. I certainly hope that it is. And I heard that the new defensive coordinator is speaking this afternoon. We'll talk to Jason about that right after this on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Doesn't matter what age you are, low testosterone can be an issue with any guy. That's where mentality comes in. I have really liked what mentality has done for me in my life. I mean, you've probably heard me. I'm, I'm doing all sorts of things at all times of day. And I thought that maybe the energy, the low energy I had later in the day, was because I kind of moved to a morning show a few years ago. Turns out that wasn't the case. Turns out my testosterone levels were low. I found out because I went to Mentality. Went through their process, got a blood panel done. Within a week, my results were back to me. And then I could start a customized testosterone treatment plan with them after I found out my testosterone levels were low. And now I've got the energy to make it through my day to have the, the the type of you know schedule that I have. So if you're tired, groggy, just don't feel like yourself like you did a couple of years ago, those could be symptoms of low testosterone and you should you know, look up Mentality. LowTUSA.com is their website. Mentality allows treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more about Mentality at LowTUSA.com. Ready, down, put, 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 put. All Packers, all the time. We have come light years in the last two months, and people should be over the moon excited about that. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. It's Jason Wilde on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Always great to have Jason Wildey hanging out with us on any giving morning. Good morning, Jason. How are you today? Um, ask me again tomorrow and on Tuesday. Mm. Is that because today is no good? Uh, no, it's early. Uh, but Paula and the girls are headed to Florida today for a gymnastics meet. Ooh. And uh, I am not going along because we, as Tausch criticized and ridiculed me we did not find uh sufficient uh pet care so uh i'm i'm gonna be on my own until tuesday night which i'm not really prepared for so we'll see how that goes so like i said check in with me again tomorrow and uh luckily i've got two dogs six cats and some fish to keep me company (laughs) 
What what are you more stressed out about? Being in the house alone with all of those animals or missing out? Because I know how much you love going to your girl's stuff. Yeah, FOMO FOMO is uh, number one. And number two, I just, I don't know if you guys know this about me. uh, Because, again, my amazing radio co-host likes to act like I uh, just live in my basement and just do the show from there and never interact with other humans. But, like, I do not like being by myself. I like being around people. I've always been a people person. And so uh, this week I'm an animal person, which I've also been, but not exclusively. So I'm glad that we're going to talk to uh, Jeff Halfley today. I'm glad I'm going to interact with my fellow beat writers because I'm going to need some human interaction. So there's nothing, Jason, that excites you with the girls leaving. Like when Angie leaves, I love it. I Well, I take that back. I don't love it, but sure. she, she doesn't eat fish, so when she's gone, that's all I eat. Gabe would fish. call that a kick save and a butte. <laughs> there, there's nothing, Jason, like a, you know, a whole bag of Oreos on the couch with your, with your feet up. And... So here's the other thing about our uh, – I'm oversharing at this point, but um, – so after Paula, uh, you know, overcame breast cancer, she's on this drug that lowers the likelihood of it coming back to below 1%. So it's a million times worth the uh, drawbacks and side effects. But one of them is, in addition to some joint, uh, significant joint discomfort and some other stuff, is that it'll, it, it makes you tired, uh, especially by the end of the day. So while I do a lot of driving uh, in the evenings for ballet or for the girls' sports around here, Paula tends to go to bed pretty early. So the other part of my life is like from 7 until I go to bed at like 11, I'm kind of back to being the guy that you just described when Angie is gone. Like I kind of live by myself if I'm not, and even when I am, I'm carting the girls around and dropping them off at sports. So I, I'm kind of a bachelor from 7 to 11 anyway. So okay. there's no real upside for me for her being gone because I that seven, last night seven o'clock I'm working on a Halfley story and I've got my Law and Order reruns on. It was like any other Wednesday night for me. So Jason, you mentioned Halfley talking today. Uh, we were going to put together a list of questions that we would ask him if uh, if we were up there at Lambeau Field. What do you think Ooh, the first great. thing? Send those over. Yes, exactly. Well, and I think there's a lot of curiosity, to be honest with you, from the fan base about what type of input, what level of input he's going to have in the acquisition of players, whether that's via the draft or free agency. So I guess I would ask him, you know. In conversations with Goody, do you, how much impact will you have in con- in helping to construct the draft board defensively? Yeah, spoiler alert, uh, not much. Uh, I look, I I just I firmly believe that Goody is uh, very big on the separation of church and states or of personnel and coaching. Uh, I, again, I don't have. He always says that uh, Matt Lafleur. And he talked every day, and that Matt Lafleur's got in, you know, influence. I do think that there were instances where uh, Rich Basaccia had influence, right? I mean, obviously Anders Carlson, and but I think that seems to even have faded. Um, there's no guarantee they're going to re-sign Nixon uh, after that Dallin Levitt incident, after the penalty on that opening kickoff, and then him getting uh, additional penalty. What was that against the Chargers? Was that? I can't remember which game it was. But, like, Goody cut him. 
And there's no way that Rich Bisaccia didn't want him on the team still. And I would say that he was a pretty important piece. So I'm not, I'm not sure that any coaches have meaningful, significant input on personnel at this point. So while Jeff Halfley, I'm sure Goody will ask him, hey, you know, with this switch to the 4-3, which again is probably overblown, um, and I don't need the number of defensive down linemen to be explained to me again, but the bottom line is, is that with as much nickel as everybody plays, it's not as big of a deal as it was in 2009. And your question is a good one because if you're a fan, you're thinking back to the last time this team made a switch defensively and they switched from a 4-3 to a 3-4 when Dom Capers arrived in 09. And of course you saw what they did in the draft. They drafted B.J. Raji at number nine. Then they traded up again into the first round and took Clay Matthews at 26. And those are the two most important positions in a 3-4 defense, edge rusher and nose tackle. So, Again, I just don't think they play as much base as the 2009-2010 Packers defense did, so I don't think there will be as much of a need for input from Halfley when it comes to personnel. Jason, which players are due big bonuses that have to be renegotiated, and when is it most beneficial to cut David Bakhtiari? Yeah, uh, he's one of them, obviously, and his, his is due on the 15th. Uh, Preston Smith has one, I think. Um, it's either on the 5th or the 15th. Uh, Devontae Campbell has one. I mean, those are, like you, like you know, um, those are designed uh, not necessarily as part of your contract for you to get paid in, right? It, they're mm-hmm. basically there as uh, tools to be used where if you're good and we still want you, We're going to take that. We're going to convert it to a signing bonus so we can spread out the cap hit over future years. You get your money, uh, but you've been good enough, so we've decided we're going to keep you in this incredibly not-so-loyal system. If you haven't played well, that is a blank or get-off-the-pot date in which you force the decision of uh, do we want you back or not, and you haven't played very well or you've had injury issues. So now we don't want you. We're not going to pay you this. So now it's, would you like to take a pay cut? And we'll give you a little bit of guaranteed money, but you're going to take a pretty big haircut on your total compensation for this year. Or if you don't want to do that, or we don't even want that from you, we're going to cut you. So I, I, that's where David Bakhtiari lands. I just, I, I hate to say it this way um, because I know I put the whammy on your Super Bowl 32 team by saying this on the way to Qualcomm Stadium. But I don't see any way they bring David Bakhtiari back. I think they cut him. And then I, I guess there'd be the tiniest of chances that he would be out on the open market and wouldn't find anybody willing to pay him a reasonable salary and he'd come back. But I just think that is a minuscule next to zero chance that that, that happens. So off that, Jason, I know they can clear up to $60 million in cap space and clearly will have to clear some money just so they become cap compliant when the new year starts here in a few weeks. But how much money do you think? Because, I mean, 60 is, again, you're pushing more money off to the future and you're clearing up cap space for this year. Do you think they go to that extreme or they're not going to quite reach that cap of the number that they can get to in terms of salary cap space? 
Yeah, so I saw that, and, and I have been working off of uh, the the idea. Chew your art over there. Uh, I I have been working off the idea that the salary cap was going to be two forty three, and um, I saw some reports. I think Florio had this that it's going to be closer to two fifty. So that'll give you extra cap room, right? I mean, everybody will have it, but the Packers included. Um, Bakhtiari alone clears you twenty one million in cap space so you don't have a five-time all pro on your team anymore but you have a bunch of cap space that you don't have this morning um i think they'll make a couple of other moves in terms of moving on from people i personally and i have not talked to aaron jones or his representative about this uh, my gut tells me given how goody used the word absolutely when i asked about aaron jones coming back next year that with a 17 million dollar cap number uh, they will sign him to a modest extension that will probably include $17 million in guaranteed money and then spread that out over maybe three or four years, which they then obviously won't get to the end of the contract with him. So that will lower his cap number for next year. Um, I think they'll probably adjust Kenny Clark and maybe Jair again because those guys, you know, Goody again said he wasn't going to trade uh, Jair. Uh, he made that very clear, which I still can't believe how definitive he was about each of those guys. Um, but, you know, those are moves that they can certainly make. He said that they would be willing to do that, even though Russ Ball, their cap guy, doesn't necessarily like it. But I don't think they're going to need to do all of it. Um, because, again, I just think, and, and maybe he'll prove me wrong this year again, but I just think Goody is viewed as this more free-spending guy than his predecessor was when in reality Ted had that 06 free agent class that included Woodson and Pickett and Marquand Manuel and Goody had his 2019 free agent class. And beyond that, uh, it's been largely crickets. I mean, you know, at least Ted Thompson signed two future pro football hall of famers uh, in Woodson and, and Julius Peppers. Jason, we appreciate hanging out with you this morning. Have a good one. And uh, if you need to call, uh, well, my phone's not working, but if you need, <laughs> Gabe is available for moral support this weekend while your family is in Florida. Well, I, I'm very excited. I don't know, Gabe, I don't want to put your dad's uh, information on the street here, but I'm very excited to announce that Gabe's dad is coming to visit me. Yeah, so you have some, yeah. you'll have some human interaction there. That'll be nice for you. On Saturday, he's going to... He, you know, he is my go-to when it comes to electricity because Lord knows I'd electrocute myself if I tried to do any of these things. <laughs> and we've got some lights that are a, an issue for me. And I said to Gabe, Gabe, I know you know the best electrician in America. Do you think he could fit me into his busy schedule? And so at least on Saturday, poor Keith, poor Keith Knights will have to. I'll be right over his shoulder the entire time. Hey, what do you think about the package? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Buddy V.L., what's be- your favorite <laughs> color? <laughs> exactly. Black to black, Everyone red to red? Okay, I see, what's, <laughs> I see what's happening here. Jason, thanks. Have a good one, man. Uh, all right, everybody. Take care. Be good. All right, Jason Wildey, of course, can be heard on Wildey and Tausch right after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy each and every weekday morning. Guys, have you been to Potawatomi Casino Hotel recently? If you haven't, it's brand new. It is totally different than you remember. It's in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, of course. You see the flame on top of the big white building down there in the valley. There's a table waiting for you at 12 bars and restaurants, a winning seat at 40 table games, three 
5,000 slot machines, plus the thrill of bingo, full-service sports betting, and so much more. If you're ready to spark something new, light up your senses at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. You can explore more about what Potawatomi Casino Hotel has going on at their website, paysbig.com, paysbig.com. Those questions for Jeff Halfley coming up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I'm telling you, don't doubt his story. Because he heebie-jeebies at certain times to miss field goals. Yeah. Gabe, I showed you how he does the heebie-jeebies, Heebie-jeebie, right? heebie-jeebie, heebie-jeebie. You take your fingers and you rub them back and forth on your thigh and you go heebie-jeebie, heebie-jeebie. Swear the guy bats 100%. <laughs> so to call him a liar and he puts a curse on you? Look, stupid. I'm not calling him a liar. <laughs> yeah, you are. On 94.5 ESPN. Day started early. Take part in the 15th annual Shamrock Shuffle Saturday, March 2nd. Grab your tickets now at shamrockshufflewi.com. Proceeds benefit Special Olympics Wisconsin. If you missed any of our conversation with Jason Wilde, you can find it on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. We asked him about how much input he thinks Halfley will have on the defensive acquisitions, right? The players that the Packers are going to go out and get to bolster this defense. And Jason kind of said, newsflash, breaking news, probably not a lot. Is that okay? To me, that seems foolish. And maybe this is an indictment of Goody here that I am throwing out there, um, sort of willy-nilly on the whim. But I can't imagine, Gabe, a scenario where you bring in a new defensive coordinator and you don't at least have a conversation with him about the type of player that he wants and the type of player he needs in order to run the defense the way he wants to run it. Yeah, I mean, it could be... Do I think there's going to be a a conversation? Sure. I don't know how much that conversation affects what Goody does. Just based on what everybody's telling us from up there, that, that they do stay pretty separate... In terms of, I handle this, you handle that, I'm going to do my thing, you do your thing, and hopefully we can find a way to meet in the middle. I think you have to be, because whoever the defensive coordinator was previously, whether we're talking Pettin, whether we're talking Joe Barry, like different players are going to succeed, and we've seen that across the league. Like One player doesn't make sense, then he goes somewhere else. Oh, he makes sense, more sense over here because they do X, Y, and Z. So having some of those conversations of, yeah, I don't know if this guy's going to be really... Well, just, the, the thought of, oh, we'll just make it work, just seems antiquated when you can have these conversations and try to figure it out together. See, the big question will be, I think, with the defensive line, because linebackers are kind of linebackers are linebackers, and obviously safeties and corners are the same body types, but you're, you know, you're Rashawn Gary's and Preston Smith and Lucas Van Ness. They have to go from typically in an upright position to their hand on the ground. And I think Preston Smith is a big question mark from the standpoint, will he take a pay cut or does he still think he has value as a starter? I don't see him as a starter anymore on this defense. I think they're going to transition to Lucas Van Ness. Um, That's a question mark. And there's a big difference from playing upright to your hand on the ground. That takes a little time. Um, in 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 you know I've said it to you guys a lot. In a three four, you're you're being single blocked a lot. Mm-hmm. Now as DNs, you got to take on tackles and tight ends at the same time. It's kind of a different beast. So there are some question marks there. And then your interior guys, there's a little bit of a change there because um, 
there's no nose really. It's a three and a five, which play different kind of gaps as opposed to head up on the center. So there are some changes. Goody, I think, would be foolish to just take this task on his own and not get input from Halfley as to what he wants. Well, and I would say this, and again, we don't know what the conversations are. We don't know if they're having conversations. There obviously is a list that's out there of coaches who will not be attending the Combine, and we know that the Packers are included in that list. But if you're Halfley, and maybe Gutekunst doesn't approach you, let's just hypothetical this for a second, don't you compile a list and slide it across his desk? At the very least? At the very least, right? So at least you have made your wishes known. At least you've made who you like and what players you think would fit into your scheme known. I mean, to me, to me, not doing that would be negligence. At the very least, a type of player. Yeah, I was going to say traits. Yeah, not, not, oh, I think this is the guy that we absolutely need, but like, oh, no, I want this type of inside linebacker. I want this type of safety. I want a corner who can be physical and jam at the line of scrimmage versus, you know, what, what Joe Barry wanted. I mean, they didn't have a ton of corners and, and didn't feel comfortable playing a lot of press man because they didn't have those type of guys. Now, hopefully, it looks like Valentine can do it. Obviously, we know Jair can do it. You can just kind of add to the depth of guys that can play a little bit more aggressively. But yeah, I think it's it's more traits maybe than specific guys. So, Chu, let's play press conference for just a moment. You are sitting there in the atrium at 1265 today as Jeff Halfley takes the podium. What would you ask the new defensive coordinator? I would say, do you have the personnel right now to play the kind of defense you want? He's not going to answer it. It's a well, great question. That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah. Wow. Like, I'm sitting here going, <laughs> yeah. no, no yeah, offense. I, I, want, I want to know. Yeah. You know, well, he's not, big guy, I wasn't really yeah. expecting you to just, you know, reach back and throw 103 right down can, the middle. Can you, but he won't answer it because he's, his, his out is like, well, we're still in the evaluation phase and we're just going through the tape of every game trying to evaluate every player. What's going to be amazing is tomorrow when we play back the clip from Jeff Halfley's press conference today and it is that question asked and it is that answer answered and we have to play the Chewy was right drop because we absolutely nailed that big guy. Do you think you could get an answer if you ask something along the lines of like, what makes the Jeff Halfley defense go? Like, what positions or what type of players? Like, I think you could probably, because he, he's not going to answer the great question Chewy asked, but there's got to be a way to get some indication. Like, Well, because, so when you say that, the first thing I thought of uh, when Joe Barry initially took over, and I, I don't know if it was really mentioned after the first season, but the star position. Uh-huh. Remember the star position totally, after yeah, the joke? Like, I don't know what happened to the star position. We kind of stopped talking about it. Maybe it wasn't a thing. But that was like Joe Barry's thing that was going to separate his defense from Mike Pettins, from other people's. Hey, we're going to have this star position, and that's going to be what we do. So maybe that's, yeah, to, to Josh's point, that's the type of thing you can get him talking about. Like the, the specific players or type of player that make that scheme. Let better. me ask you this, though. Why couldn't he answer the question honestly if, in fact, the personnel didn't match up with what he needs? It's not an indictment of the Packers. They were they were working under a different boss. They had a different defensive coordinator. Yeah. If he's planning on doing things differently, I actually think answering the question with a resounding no would bring more comfort and confidence well, for the Green Bay Packers because now it's like, okay, he has recognized that the talent they have isn't good enough for what he wants to do, and they'll go out and get it. But can you do it without calling out a player? Because yeah. if he says no, then, well, who's a no? Who's a no well, that can't play? Well, we're going to know who yeah. the no's are when they get cut. I don't think yeah. you want to put yourself in a position where 
you make indications that certain position groups weren't good enough, and then you have to bring some of those guys but back. But isn't that the implication? It is isn't absolutely. the implication already that Halfley has to do things differently slash better? Right, but if he's not very specific, and say, he talks heavily about the safety position needing improvement, and then you end up with three of the same guys back there, people can quickly look and be like, well, this isn't who he wants. So these guys aren't going to perform the way I expect. Get us your questions for Jeff Halfley this morning. What would you ask the new defensive coordinator who will be available to the media later this afternoon? 800-990-3776. I love Chewy's question. This is a great question. It's the best I, question. I think it needs to be asked, actually. We're going to have to outsource. Unless you want to go up there. You got anything going on this afternoon, I Gabe Neitzel? I do, yeah. 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 Gabe little radio out. show? Uh, well, no, we got GKW tonight. Uh, got an interview we're recording before we uh, have GKW live. So, yeah, I'm not going to be able to get to Green Bay and, and back. And you still can't go up to Green Bay and ask Jeff Halfley Chewy's questions? <sighs> Lazy. <laughs> Whether you're, Come on, Gabe. Send the chopper down and get Chewy. Who wants to enjoy a night out or you're planning to visit Milwaukee, enjoy an artfully stylish experience at St. Kate the Arts Hotel. The hotel is ideally located. And when I say ideally located, right smack in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, kind of in the theater district. So you can see the lights from some of the theaters as you're enjoying dinner from one of the restaurants. And that's the thing. They have deluxe accommodations, culinary creativity, on-site art galleries, and nightly live music. So you will enjoy every element of your stay at St. Kate the Arts Hotel. Book special hotel packages with room rates starting as low as $129 a night. Learn more and book your stay at stkatearts.com, stkatearts.com. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. What's the one thing you say almost weekly here on the show? Let's eat. Try again. I don't know. What's the one thing you've got? Big boobs. <laughs> you've got time. Oh, time. time. You've got time. time. Yes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we got, got there. <laughs> Took off. I needed a few more hints. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> you put you in a... That's Dave's fault. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. Chewy, on a Thursday morning, are you ready to upgrade those concrete surfaces in your home? If you're pulling in or out of your garage and you're noticing cracked surfaces, uneven surfaces, just ugly garage floors, can you talk to my friends over at Showtime Floors and Floor Shield? It's used by military bases, airports, businesses, and residential homes. It is designed to beautify and protect your concrete surfaces. It is eco-friendly and non-toxic and UV-stable. So if you don't want to do your garage, you want to do a patio surface, it works there too. They offer same-day installation, a 15-year warranty against wear, and if you mention ESPN, you'll get 10% off and free crack repair. For more information, visit ShowtimeFloors.com. That's ShowtimeFloors.com. Taking your Jeff Halfley questions this morning. Don in the 262 weighing in saying, I would ask the new DC this. Rate the position groups numerically most vital to your defensive scheme. That from Don in Mayville. Brett weighing in saying, I would ask, what is the greatest strength of the defense you prefer to run? And Jason wants to know, why did you leave a head coach position to be a defensive coordinator? He told us. I believe that will be about... uh, Did he tell us beforehand, though? Wasn't it like a conversation he had had beforehand about college football and whatnot? Am I remembering that correctly? It was reported by Thamel immediately after he was announced. There was a series of tweets, and it was... 
the job of being a head coach is no longer in college is no longer just being a head coach. Mm-hmm. It's recruiting. It's NIL. It's all of it. Yeah. Chad, Chad weighing and saying, I would ask the new DC, what does success look like in year one? Is it stats driven or creating an identity? Maybe he'll say both, but will he will speak freely about that. You like these questions, Gabe? You feeling yeah. good about the direction of these questions? I do like the questions. And hearing him say that, I think, is certainly worth, instead of having you know Pete Thamel or a reporter say, oh, this is the reason why I left, getting that answer I don't think is you know, a, a bad thing for him, certainly I, today. I, I would probably rank him if... You know, if I was to get inside his head, he'd probably say D-line one, corners two, safety three, linebackers four. Which is kind of, I don't know, is that the San Francisco model? I don't, so, it's interesting that you say linebacker, inside linebackers four. Because I, I believe the Packers, just organizationally, whether that's been Goody in charge, whether that's been uh, Ted Thompson in charge, like inside linebacker has oh, not Ron been Wolf. a per- priority. Um, yeah, even I guess you could probably go to Ron. <laughs> Although Ron, well, that was how Ron did it. That's that was Ron. If so, you asked him, he's he, what did he say? You can never have enough corners. Yeah, but to me, what separates the defenses that I think are really good and enjoy watching in the NFL when we start talking about the Baltimore's, the San Francisco's teams like that, what separates them is their inside linebacker play. Like, they've got linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. Like, what made that 49er defense, to me, special, despite having Bosa and, you know, a couple of good corners and all that, was having Greenlaw in the middle of that defense, Mm -hmm. you know, and and having Fred Warner in the middle of that defense. Having those two paired together is what made that defense as special as it was. Well, and I'll tell you what, I'm seeing Jeremiah Trotter Jr.'s name an awful lot on these mock drafts for the Green Bay Packers, and he is a specimen. If you got to watch him at all at Clemson this year, his dad, Abichu, do you remember Jeremiah yeah, Trotter's sure. dad? Yeah, Philly, yeah. He's so, yeah, great guy. Yeah. Um, so he is on a lot of Packers draft boards, and I wouldn't be opposed to taking a guy like that, because if you can have a difference maker, like you were saying in there, you know, who can drop back, but who can also rush, That'd be a guy I would circle on a lot of lists and say, if we can get him at the linebacker position, he would be a difference maker. Yeah, because if you remember back to Tampa Bay when they beat under Brady, when they uh, beat Green Bay. Oh, they had two really good ones, too. They had had White, and I forget who the other one was. But they had some pretty good linebackers. Um, The nice thing, you know what the nice thing is about the 4-3? Is you can you can be more creative with blitz. There's more exotic blitzes coming out of the four three, where the three four it's like all right, are you bringing both of the edge guys every time? There's your five rushers. You know, your four three has more of a balanced um, front to it that you can hide better. Do we need to start calling it a 4-2? I know we talked about this briefly a few weeks ago, yeah. but if you are expecting to have five defensive backs on the field, isn't it more accurate to call it a 4-2? Yeah. I know, yeah. I know, if that, if listen, that's what they're playing most of the time. I know we're not the show of math distinction, okay? I just want to put this out there. He still calls them the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> you think we're going to be able to get the big guy to say 4-2 instead saying, of 4-3? From, from an accuracy standpoint, also, if you're in nickel... Also, we're suddenly now the accurate show? <laughs> we're, the te- we're the show that cares about accuracy? I'm just saying, every time someone talks about the 4-3, but then they also talking about being in nickel most of the time, my brain is like, does not compute. <laughs> there is an interesting thing here that I've heard discussed, is teams that run 4-3 effectively... 
like your Baltimore's and your 49ers, they can stay in base 4-3 okay. more than other teams can. Largely, that's helped by the fact that Fred Warner can carry almost anybody across the middle or Patrick Queen yes. and Raekwon Smith. That's like the main factor there. But when they go 11 personnel, uh, which is the one tight end, one uh, one running back, they don't care. They don't say, yeah, Roquan or Fred Warner are just going to cover whoever's on him. It's not a big deal. So That's the luxury, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... That's what I'm saying. That's why I think that you're moving wait, you're moving linebacker up the priority list, as I can tell. Well, it, I feel like linebacker's been on my priority list for 15 years, but it just largely gets ignored, right? And the Packers have been so weak up the middle since they since they won the Super Bowl in 2010. Like the, the other year where their defense was probably good enough was 2014, is because they had to put Clay Matthews in the middle to kind of shore things up. Like they've got one good inside guy in. Uh, Kenny Clark, but everything else up the middle, like I, it's a bunch of question marks. Whether we're talking about safety, whether we're talking about linebacker, I just want the middle part of that defense to be more solidified. And all I can think of is the kid from a Christmas story who asked for the Red Rider BB gun every single year, and then finally gets it and shoots his eye out. Maybe the Packers aren't giving you a linebacker game because they don't think you can handle it. I can't at this point. I cannot. I wouldn't even know what to do with a good linebacker. We got to take a break here on Jen Gabe and Chewy. We roll on right after this. Stick around. Greater Milwaukee Golf Show presented by Old Fashioned Golf returns Friday, March first through Sunday, March third at a new location. Mosh Performance Center and Lux Golf Base. First 1,000 people each day get a free sleeve of golf balls. It's the Greater Milwaukee Golf Show, March 1st through the 3rd at Mosh and Lux Base, Lux Golf Base in Franklin. Of course, they have free parking. Visit RoyalGolfShows.com, R-O-Y-L-E, GolfShows.com, and save $5 on advanced tickets. Or be caller 5 right now and win two free tickets to the Greater Milwaukee Golf Show. 800-990-3776. Caller 5 Two tickets to the Greater Milwaukee Golf Show, March 1st through the 3rd.